step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, everybody get up. Everybody get up. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost a sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. We are the New York Knicks. I'm back. Back in the New York. Ooh, well, it's the Knicks. It is the New York Knicks podcast episode 332. Wow. Mm-hmm. Almost a triple threes. Super exciting stuff going on here. Yeah. You know what the best part about getting triple threes? What? The Knicks won't guard us. Because they don't guard the three. Oh. Uh, so we we took the last week off. We figured if the Knicks can, we can too. Jay loves it. I was out of town, and I said, Jay, do you want to do a show without me? And Jay said, I hate this team. And so we had no show. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's actually what happened. That's actually what happened. <laughs> I'm back in town, and we're going to do a show today and talk about there are a bunch of games um, in the last two weeks that have happened. We are only going to cover the Bulls games and the Cavaliers game. And if Jay even tried to talk about a game that happened before the Bulls game, I'm just going to hang up on you. Why would I want to? I mean, who gives a crap? I mean, who gives a crap in general? The only one thing's relevant are the Knicks beat the Bulls two in a row. That was interesting. I actually watched both those games. And then they played Cleveland to prove that what happened in the Bulls game is the Bulls suck and the Knicks aren't really getting better. Yeah, we got a couple questions that we could just address now. Did... Did the Knicks figure it out, or are the Bulls in a free fall? Clearly, the Bulls are in a free fall. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau must be watching this, being like, um, Thibodeau, what's your view on the Bulls, on how the Bulls are playing the Knicks? Ka-ching! Um, <laughs> yeah. You want to comment more about this? Ka-ching! Um, Tibbs, do you think uh, maybe the Bulls' defense... Ka-ching! Um, do you think the Bulls' defense has gotten worse now? Ka-ching! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they might not make the playoffs now that they lost to the Knicks twice. Oh. 
it really shows you, I don't know, what the difference a good coach can make. Yeah. I mean, the team isn't that different from last year, right? No, it might actually arguably be better than last year. So the one big factor is Noah is uh, has disappeared from the face of the earth. Yes, they did lose Noah. And he was a big stalwart in defense. And that, that actually is a huge difference. But the rest of the team forgetting how to play defense doesn't make sense. Noah did have the worst career of uh, year of his career last year, unless you count this year. So he, he yeah, was terrible okay. last year, too. So I was thinking of two years ago. I guess. He's like two years ago he won Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, and then he's like, all right, well, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, let me ride this out. Derek Rose taught me that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Bulls, who I forgot how – I I mean, they just got their butts kicked by one of the worst teams, no offense, Knicks fans, in the NBA. Like two games in a row. It wasn't even like you watched one of them. You were like, oh, well, maybe that's just an anomaly. And the Bulls will, like, wake up the next night. And the Wolves woke up the next night and got their butts kicked again. It was it was fun just to have a break from all this losing crap. Uh, also, it made the Knicks pass a team or two, which means the draft pick we're giving up this year will be not a, a top 10 pick, most likely. Yes. I mean, there's so much I hate about this Knicks team right now or frustrates me, but it was just... Even in that game, the Knicks were doing things that I felt like they were doing that were incorrect, like not just that, that I didn't love. Um, like, say, start starting Sasha. But you know what Sasha would take with three points? I don't care Knicks- if Sasha hits every three the rest of the season. He should not be starting in the NBA. I mean, he he has trouble justifying starting in, like, the D-League. It, it's but- ridiculous. It's ridiculous that, that he's starting in the NBA right now. So here's something I've noticed about the Knicks system. The Knicks system is terrible. Oh, they have Marcus. a system? Their triangle system is terrible for guards. And this is part of the problem. I'm not saying Jerry and Grant would be that great um, or Gallo would be that great in a better system. Mm-hmm. But the system, it really, like, it really, if you're so, if you're a point guard, where are your chances to, where, start, like, on offense, where are your chances to contribute the most? So, say that again? When, when, and you're a point guard. Where are your where where's your chance to contribute the most? What part of what part of the play? The first cut. The like. Yeah, I mean, you're the, the first person with the ball in your hand. You're the one dribbling the ball up. Yeah, and your best chance to contribute is the initial ten seconds of the clock. Say right. Right. Your yeah, and that's the idea of you breaking down the defense, creating mismatches, setting guys up, pick and roll, etc. Right. Correct. The, the Nick system dictates that the first thing you do is give the ball up to a big man outside the arc and set up the triangle thing where the big man initiates the, uh, the offense. So your first thing is to get rid of the ball before you even enter the arc. Right. To and give the ball to a person who's in a position that he should not have the ball in. Right. And forgetting about the fact that that guy should never have the ball. But your first thing is to give the ball up and not contribute. The, the best thing you have... Your best opportunity to contribute, you're, that's taken out of your hands. Next, you're just standing around outside the arc, hoping someone passes to you so you can get back into the play. Nirvana Maestro wrote, how does Thibodeau not have a job after what happened to the Bulls? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, like, he's not like, oh, the only reason I don't have a job is every team in the NBA called my, call my cell phone at the same time, my cell phone exploded. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically... 
you give the ball up right away, and then you have to wait for the ball to pass back out to you, and where you can shoot a three, say. Or maybe you cut back and you, you drive again. But basically, Grant gets, dribbles the ball up, passes the ball like he's supposed to, and then kind of leaves the play half the time. Because they're bigs, the Knicks bigs, or the Knicks, someone, someone down low is always going to shoot the ball anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's even if you play Grant 35, 40 minutes a night, he might get like six points for you because the Knicks often designed not to have him that involved. He's looked a lot better now that he's getting more consistent minutes. He has looked better, but you know what he looks the best is when he actually is given the chance to actually drive to the lane. Yeah. And the Knicks, like, their offense dictates you not doing that. That's why you always see Galloway, Grant, all these guys don't really contribute much because the offense is designed not to have them make be big parts of the offense. Right. They're all guards that seem like they're better in, like, a free-range offense. They're all – I mean, the best thing is that they're, they're supposed to be the guys that the ball will kick back out and they shoot a three, and none of them are that good. Calderon's the best shooter. I mean, Calderon actually, I understand, would make some sense for this offense and because he'll dribble the ball up, pass the ball in, and just wait for a three. Which is not like a good offense. It's just a matter of what the offense is kind of. That's why I understand why Calvin was traded for because he makes more sense than the other guys they have on the team who would be better on a uh, a normal NBA, NBA offense. Except Sasha. No, Sasha's <laughs> garbage. I don't. I, we don't need to spend that much more energy talking about. No, how- it's just that everyone agrees. This isn't even like a debating point, like the trade mellow thing. This is. I think it's pretty unanimous that everyone recognizes Sasha's garbage. Right. Right. It's a. Uh, I think if you took the population of Earth, um, six billion minus the number two, um, the two would be Rambus and Phil Jackson. Um, so it'd be I guess five billion, whatever six billion minus two equals versus two. Um, I don't know if Sasha would. What do you think Sasha would take the side of the two or the six billion? Hmm. Would he agree that he's garbage? No, I so, feel like I feel like he's probably delusional. Okay, we're up to three, so maybe we're maybe we're getting some like momentum here going. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe Sasha's like maybe his his mom and dad. So Possibly we're up to five. Yeah, maybe he's so got maybe, a, a drunk uncle or something. At some point, maybe he's getting like some like momentum. We're like feeling the burn. Maybe that'll maybe it'll maybe it'll tip the balance. Will tip. Yeah, I mean this thing could tip well past twenty. Yeah, yeah, there might be a broker convention here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Political humor. Anyway, I don't. I don't know. Have you, have you not? Have you noticed that with the, with the guards? Am I like being insane? Does it feel like an offense where the, the guards have trouble contributing um, by design? Sometimes it's. I mean, Aflalo's had some very big games, but he's because he posts up. If you if you if you if you post up and you go into the paint or go like with it, um, you can contribute more. But when guys that are not like you never see Grant or Calder or any of those guys posting up because that's not what their role is. Right. I feel like these guys, I feel like Galloway, Grant, Calderon are told stay outside the arc, pass the ball in, and wait if the offense needs you to shoot a three. Yeah, kind of. It's more of an inside out. I don't know. Why would any point guard want to play in our team? And how would Tony Roten even succeed here, um, who's barely an NBA player, um, when his... Most, most players aren't trained for this kind of game. Clay Anthony Early got 20 points in his first game in Westchester. That'll get him no point, no chance to play in the NBA. <laughs> he, uh, was hit, he was actually hitting some outside shots, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like... I mean, the Knicks played this style against the Bulls, and they, they slaughtered the Bulls the last those two nights, so... It's... I, I just wish the Knicks would just switch it up a little bit. 
And the triangle thing, it's fine to do it, but sometimes the guards should just try to attack the rim and see what happens. Speaking of attacking the rim, do you see okay. LeBron dunk on Amundsen and then get a tech for staring him down? Why? Uh, why I don't. Here's two questions. Yeah. Why did LeBron stare down Amundsen, and why was Amundsen in the game? <laughs> I mean, it's like really LeBron. Like you're gonna get all tough dunking on Amundsen. Well, you know what was weird about that. So you assume if Adamson played, the Knicks were getting their ass kicked. Yeah. Which they were against Cleveland. But then you look at the minutes played, and Melo played 40 minutes, and so did KP. Why would those guys play 40 minutes in a game that didn't matter at that point? Like you, you thought enough that the game was out of hand that you put Adamson in, yet you didn't think enough about bringing like two of your best players out of the game so they didn't like kill themselves? I'm telling you, if, if Rambis is ever coach in a Knicks season that matters, he's going to break one of these players by overplaying them. I mean, I, I don't understand. Apparently, Adamson said something uh, in reference to uh, Cleveland being a toxic situation. Yeah, I mean, I think they are, but, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, like, LeBron, you know what like the comment Admin said about Cleveland being a toxic situation? That wasn't as bad as your comment about saying you wish you played somewhere else. <laughs> or wish you played with different players, as it was. What, what's, your, what's your response to LeBron saying... I wish I could play with Wade, Mello, and Chris Paul. Because he needs more help. Does he have? Does he realize that he when he says stupid things like that, it's... I don't know. I have some more quotes from LeBron if you want to... Do you want me to read them? They're not, they're not as, as, um, as widely reported. Uh, sure, but, um, sure. LeBron also said he wants to play with the Eastern Conference All-Star team next season um, for the full season. He said he also wants to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to ride a dinosaur. And it says he wants it to be his birthday every day next year. All just as important. I mean, couldn't he, like, I get, like, oh, I want to play with my friends. But, like, is he really not friends with, like, marginal players? Like, I'm only <laughs> yes. friends with, like, eight-time All-Stars. Yeah. Like, it couldn't be, I really want to play with Jared Dudley. Right. I like Jared. He's just a good guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's what a coincidence. Like he just happens to not be friends uh, with Jared Sullinger. I really like Chris's. I really like Jared's brother Chris. I really hope to play with him in the NBA someday. Hopefully, he makes it. And then Jared takes this garbage seriously and says he wants in on this. Don't, he was like, "Don't don't forget me, guys." Um, why does LeBron have to say like? You know, in the world, if we could just eliminate hate from the world and racism and war, then maybe me and Chris and Melo could all play in the same team. <laughs> uh, how, what do you think Kyrie and uh, Love, how, what do you think their reaction is? Like, it's supposed to motivate them? Maybe one day LeBron will talk about us the same way. <laughs> no, I think they're probably getting pretty annoyed at this point. I, I mean, mean, the, t- the team know. is still the favorite to go to the finals in the East. Yeah, but they're also the favorite to lose by 20 a game in a four-game sweep in the finals. I mean, it is unfair, LeBron, not to have the best team in the league every year. <laughs> it's, it, the league will only be fair when LeBron can play with um, 11 clones of himself. Right. They need to just uh, condense the East into an all-star team and then have them play the eventual winner of the Western Conference. So there's an article I saw um, arguing uh, that the Knicks should not hire uh, 
not bring Rambus back. And I think we both agree with the article, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go over some of the points they had uh, in the article and just see what your thoughts were. Okay. Um, so the, the first point they made, the article made was deteriorating defense. It pointed out that uh, the Knicks' defense, um, especially in the three-point shot, is a lot worse, um, or is a fair amount worse since uh, Rambus took over. Um, do you think guarding three points, three-pointer matters? Well, according to the Knicks brass, taking three-pointers doesn't matter, so I guess guarding them also doesn't matter. Okay. So They're just you, ignoring the whole concept of the three-point line. So you think our, our, our um, argument in favor of Rambus that uh, three-pointers aren't really important to guard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, lack of development. Um, the Knicks... Porzingis generally, up to the last couple of games, has played less minutes and had worse and played worse under Rambus. And same with Grant. Um, do you think that's important, or do you think uh, we know developing young guys is overrated? You know, if they were any good, they would be uh, playing. They would be playing more minutes, and they would be doing better. It just shows yeah. that they're not any good. Um, <laughs> the other one is lack of system flexibility, late game coaching. The, the part actually I wanted. The reason I even read the story was to read this to you. Why would you want flexibility in the most perfect system ever? See if you can figure out what these numbers represent. 39, 23, 38, 41, 37, 35, 36, 41, 34, 40, 41, 39, 31, 43, 38, 30, 40. What do you think those numbers are? Um, Nick's points at halftime. <laughs> that could be it. It was Mellow's minutes, but uh, yeah. this seemed, seemed pretty high also. But uh, I like that. I, that was actually a better answer. <laughs> um. There was an, also an article about uh, th- saying that the Knicks um, – it was an article defending Mello, saying whatever you want to say about Mello, uh, Mello has done so much for the team since he's been here, and the Knicks basically screwed him. Yeah, I mean they should probably erect a statue in his honor. <laughs> well, basically the, the failure around the build around him, they said, is uh, it's been beyond uh, – you find this article. I, I so. can't believe – with minimal draft picks and zero cap space, they weren't able to build an all-star team around him. Well, they've done a, a god-awful job trying to build They have. Team. No, they, they've done a bad job. But let's not make, like, the Knicks squandered this golden opportunity to build this, this team. The Knicks had almost no resources. They may have flubbed a little bit on the limited resources they had, but this it's was... There, a, first of all, they no one told the Knicks... To trade, no one told the Knicks to make such a terrible bargain trade for him. It wasn't his fault that the Knicks can't negotiate. It was, it's not the it's not Mello's fault that the Knicks are the exact opposite of Donald Trump in making a deal. That is true. So, I mean, the Barks thing is just the repercussions. I can't even explain. Like, if this pick this year ends up being a really good player, we could have set this franchise back years. The Barks thing also is insane. That wasn't Mello's fault. But here, this was insane. So they showed the Knicks' offensive rating with uh, Mello on the floor and without Mello on the floor. Um, and every season, basically, he's been, been on the team. So it still goes uh, – his first season, was they were 14th, then they were first in the league, then they were 9th, 10th, 8th. They're basically hovering around a top 10 team in offense the entire time Mello's been here. Mm-hmm. That includes this year. Um, without Mello on the floor – 23rd, 9th, 23rd, 31st, 29th. They are How so... are they 31st when there's 30 teams? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they did worse than like the Westchester Knicks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They said their offensive rating. Yeah, I guess they were worse than some college team. <laughs> 31st in the league. I, I don't understand. That actually is a good point, and I don't understand how these rankings work. There's a time-traveling expansion team who uh, played a scrimmage in 2014, and they were better. I guess so. Okay, well, anyway, either way, they're either way they're so bad, they're worse than the entire NBA plus one with uh, – <laughs> Uh, without Melo on the floor. It's their ability. When Melo leaves the floor, the team just falls apart the last couple of years. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have one good uh, offensive player. I mean, what, yeah. I mean, you should, like, limit his minutes just to, like, develop the rest of the players. You can figure out how to play without him. Yeah. Um, but there was also what they, they pointed out that was amazing is how many um, – in five years as a Nick – He's played with 70 teammates, four head coaches, and four heads of basketball operations. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So basically a new everything every season. <laughs> I do everything. That's the part. The four heads of basketball operations, that's the part that's most insane. That is yeah. a lot of heads of basketball operations to have in like two decades, much less four years, five years. No, it's, it's disgusting. And 72 really is. He's played with enough teammates to fill the entire like conference. Wait, seventy in five years? Five years, seventy teammates. Yeah, that's an entire team every year. That's twelve a year. Yeah. No, that's uh, more. That's more, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only doing accounting for a career. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, they were just making the point that uh, it's these are pretty good defenses of uh of uh Mello. Yeah. They also should trade Mello because uh, his goal and his goal should be is to win now. And the next goal is to win later. So an average of 14 a year is literally an entire new team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's been playing with garbage every year. It's unbelievable. There's, there's such little consistency to the offense. Like every year, trading camp starts off with icebreakers. Yeah, pretty much. Like, who are you? Who are you? Have we met you? Everyone has to wear name tags. I literally have to say, who are you? Because you haven't played in the NBA before. Is it Jerry or Jerian? Oh, Langston, you're back. I never expected to see you again this year. Okay, cool. Uh, I was going to talk about how my fantasy team upset the number one team in the league and how I'm you know, in the semifinals now. But I'm, oh, cool. just, I'm getting rocked in the semifinals, so... Uh, can't really trash talk since I'll be eliminated by the time this show is over. <laughs> That's cool. You upset the number one team, though. That's pretty awesome. I need uh, Jordan Clarkson to get 30 points, 30 rebounds, and 14 assists. Okay, sure. I'm sure that'll happen. Actually, I just pulled ahead in field goal percentage, so I just need the points and assists. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, things are looking up. Um, do you have any comments? By oh, one thing I also hate. One thing that drives me insane is that every time we see a quote that says Porzingis reiterates that he wants he doesn't want Carmelo to be traded. What else in God's name would Porzingis say? Right. It's like Porzingis reiterated that he wants the sun to come up tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's like he would be public enemy number one if he just came in. So yeah, you know the uh, the best guy on the team. I don't want him here. Porzingis also reiterates he does not want death to America. Um, he believes poor people have a right to live, <laughs> and he does not want mass genocide anywhere on the planet. That's right. anywhere. I mean, why else uh, would he say? And like, it's not like he. It's even if Porzingis doesn't want Carmelo to be traded. You know what? Porzingis is not the general manager. He's not in charge of pulling, pulling, running this team together. And we should stop saying, hey, NBA rookie, how do you want this team formulated? <laughs> right. Um, is there any comments you want to have about the actual games, the, the two Bulls games? Nope. Let's just go to questions. <laughs> what about the Cavaliers game? I did. I, my comment was uh, LeBron acting like a badass for dunking on the Knicks' second worst player. That's pretty good of him. Yeah. Hey, best guy in the league. Please feel free to talk trash on the uh, the Knicks' 14th man. <laughs> um, have you lost – where's your – We for a long time we were saying, um, and Phil we trust, and Phil we trust, and Phil we trust. Um, when, we, when Phil got here two years ago, mm-hmm. where, from 1 to 10, where were you in the, in the Phil we trust category? 10. Um, after last year, we had the worst team literally in the, in the history of the Knicks. Um, where were you on the argument? Six. Okay. We were 22 and 22 at one point this season. Where were you then? Six and a half. Where are you now? I am at a four. <laughs> and that is also the amount of months we have until that could potentially go down to a zero. <laughs> Do you have any concern? Or what? So, what's driving down your? Uh, what dri- What's driving down the number? Um, the number is being driven down by the fact that we seem to never have a good coach. The fact that Phil thinks three pointers are stupid, <laughs> and the fact that he decided to get a fifth power forward instead of another guard. And the fact that he hasn't yelled at the Knicks coaches for starting Sasha. We joked that the Knicks would be starting Sasha at the beginning of the season. And yet they're doing it right now. I hate when we start the season making ridiculous jokes and then they all happen. Well, we were saying we were joking about Sasha starting and we were also saying that, hey, this guard thing sounds like it could be an issue. Right. We kept saying that, but we were hoping like, hey, it could be an issue, but you know, like... Maybe we're, we're going to be wrong. If you go back to a November episode, we would we were saying as soon as Calderon and Flala get injured, Sasha's going to be starting. We were talking about the guard thing all summer. How we were kind of worried that the guard seemed kind of uh, the guard depth seemed pretty uh, lame at best. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, nynixpodcast at gmail dot com. Stu writes, as we know, the Knicks backcourt is a major concern. What do you think about making a play next season for a couple of young guys who have long term all star potential? namely Hazanja and Exum. I feel people are sleeping on these guys. Here's another guy, Alan Crabb. Maybe you guys have suggestions also. 
Well, Haranja, Haranza, whatever, uh, would make another player, I can't pronounce his name, on the Knicks. Uh, why would you think Orlando's sleeping on him? They just drafted him like number five pick in the draft. Yeah, also, both of those guys are on rookie contracts, so you're not going to get them. You're probably not getting any guys on rookie contracts. unless And to get them, you have to give up a lot. Say, pretty much the only guys we can give up to get those players would be Melo or Porzingis. And we're not trading Porzingis. Or like a future first rounder. And are they that good that you want to give up another first rounder for them? We're pretty sure we don't. We want, we're kind of, we should be done giving up first rounders. We should just stick with the draft and see how it goes with the draft. Correct. We, we tried not going with the draft. And we've seen what we've got. Yeah. So I would say no. Um, is, is Crab on a rookie contract? I'm not sure. I don't know. What year, what year of the league is he? I don't know. I know nothing about Crab. Um, I mean, I know he's having a good season. That's about all I know. So, I mean, I, I like. I would yeah, still so go the, in, in theory, we like the idea. Yeah. Uh, he was a second rounder in 2013 for the Cavs. That proves why you don't want. Second round picks. <laughs> uh, I, I get where you're going. You want uh, a young player that isn't that good right now, but has potential. I, I get that. But we're going to give up a lot too much to get those guys. And we're probably better off trying to find our own guys, not like put a lot more into scouting and try to find those, those, those guys ourselves. So try to get right. draft picks and try to, I mean, people, there was an article I saw. It was like, um, Knicks are in win now mode with, with, um, like Knicks have to be in win down mode with Porzingis. And I was like, why? He's 20. How about the Knicks are take your time and build around, build a true contender mode? Because, yeah, no, that's just silly. Yeah. Like, we need to find guys that play around him and a system around him and everything else, but let's try not to do it half assed and fuck it up. Yeah. Um, I think Crab's not a bad idea. Um, his I mean, here's here's, here's look... also miss, miss, sorry to interrupt you, but Crab, take a look at his stats and tell me at what point he would no longer be a Nick. So first year he averaged two point two points a game. Second year three point three um a game, and the third year now he's averaging ten point two points a game. Do you think at any point he would no longer be a Nick? Hmm. You would, he would totally be cut after 3.3 a game. They'd be like, he's completely useless, and then he'd go on to, to do well elsewhere. You know that with it. Why? Just because that's happened with everybody we've had that's been young? We develop no one. We take no chances. If you haven't reached the all-star team by your second year, you're garbage. We are like the developmental league for the rest of the NBA. Where are they now? Tim Hardaway. Not that I want him back, but he's apparently playing really well for the Hawks lately. Yeah, if he goes more than two weeks playing well, uh, I'll be surprised. I still like having Grant better, especially because it was a position of, of greater need. But uh, it kind of maybe we shouldn't just start. And who knows how Grant's going to turn out? But I just feel like we make no effort to develop any players, and we've got to turn that around. And a guy like Crab is an example of a guy that most guys in the NBA start slowly and build, and we have to get used to that. Yeah. Uh, we are also NY Knicks podcast on Twitter. We didn't post the questions. Um, the four-year-old writes, please do brink more because the season got very depressing very quick. So if you're a first-time listener, we have a comedy podcast called The Brink of Sanity. You get that on iTunes or brinkofsanityshow.com. Nick writes, hey, why don't you say you are with the podcast when you do the random calls? I think it's funnier just asking questions about the Knicks. 
Yeah, but I, I think it's a good point. Maybe we should at the end of it say uh, we're with the Knicks podcast. I don't know. I always think it's always weird because it's a prank call. So you feel weird going like, we pranked you here at Market Knicks Podcast. You can find us. Here's our phone number. Call the cops. <laughs> Uh, not that they're gonna call. I don't know. It's uh, it was felt weird to me at the prank call to say who you are. Jack, should we start saying who are we start giving an identifying tag? Maybe that will will increase listeners by mentioning our show. I think if it, it's a person who's cool with talking with us for a while, we could say that. We'll you advertise know, one Walmart at a time. Well, like B B and B when they talk to us for like ten minutes, you know, th- those type of people we could. The uh, Chinese restaurant that just yells at us probably should not. Yeah, they won't be as excited. Also, Sunday's games capped off one of my best days of the season. I got some from the wife, and Calderon hit a last-second shot. What a day. I wish it was for a playoff-bound season. What do you guys think of Phil Jackson coaching home games and Rambus on the road? I I Also, I have an idea of what Phil's plans are for this time, but I can't explain the Tony Roten investment if he's hurt and already can't shoot. Uh, I don't like the Phil home thing i think Why? you need uh consistency with coaching and i don't think you could have two different coaches robin lumberg on his show made the best point he said yeah, why not? It's like it's the, being an NBA coach is like a work from home job. He's like my wife. We have a kid. She likes to have a work from home job so she can watch her kid and um and and do her job at the same job. Maybe Phil has that also. Maybe he's got a kid he's got to watch. And that's why he's going to. I think it's funny. And uh, Roten, uh, we have no idea what why you would sign a guy who's injured already. It's not like teams were lining up for him. <laughs> yeah, no one was lining up for this guy. And you know who has been absolutely awesome? Tim Frazier. Well, we couldn't have gotten Tim Frazier. What are you talking about, Jay? Um, yeah, he was just sitting there. Nobody had him. I, I picked him up in fantasy. Jay, Jay, we can't just okay. We had a we had a full roster, and we have all these players that like are are very strong. Like we can't just add a player and give them playing time. What will the vets think about that? You know how hard Sasha and Calderon work to be here. We can't just sign a player and see if they're better than those guys. <laughs> Is it, we're in the playoff. We need to make the playoffs, Jay. Playoff hunt. Play, so, Jay, he's... Jay, you know how it works. The top ten teams make the NBA playoffs. Right? I uh, got bad news for you. Actually, even if the top 10 made it, I'd still have bad news. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim Frazier has played six games. Wouldn't that be, would be amazing if that was what, like, uh, Ramis came out one day and was just like, he was just like pausing with the top 10 teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's two wild cards just looking for Paul. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> how, tell me, tell me how Frazier's been. So, he's played six games with Portland. He shot under 500 once out of those six. He shot 600 or better in four of those games, scored in double digits in all six, and uh, he's gotten at least four assists in every game except one. What position does he play? Guard. Okay, and we don't need any help with guard today, so move on. <laughs> okay, and so thank you, Nick. John... It's- it blows my mind that we've signed literally no one to add to the roster this season to try to help. Phil has looked at the roster and said, it looks perfect. Everything's going, going to plan. No one needs extra playing time. No, we need to try no one else now. John wrote uh, an email, uh, sent a YouTube link 
how the Knicks could have been 2009 NBA champions. I'm sure that's depressing, and I'm going to watch that after the show. What does it involve? Like teams, like it's probably like, moves that the Knicks either should have made or you know did not make. Actually, all the teams above the Knicks get drafted <laughs> to go to the, the war in Iraq. <laughs> uh, Angel writes, which podcast do you guys listen to? Um, I started listening to the Robin Lumber po- podcast. I, really, I like that one a lot. I, was- uh, I only listen to the Uncanny X cast, which is a uh, X-Men podcast. When I'm not in the show and Jay records without me, I listen to the podcast. I listen to the Brinker Knicks and I enjoy it. Sometimes I think about not coming back to the show and just having Jay do a show without me, so I have something to listen to. <laughs> Angel also writes, is Wally Zerbiak still one of the post-game broadcasters? He hasn't been on set for the last few games. Not that I'm complaining. I think Swimcash does a pretty good job and is a nice contrast to the usual cast. Uh, yeah, uh, Wally's still there, right? He just took a little time off? Yeah, yeah. I assume he's still there. I'm sure he would have heard something if he left the show. And I, I like him enough that I don't really want him to leave. I'm neutral on Wally. Lorenzo writes, did you hear the ESPN interview with Tim Hardaway Jr.? They asked him, what's it like to play on a real team? He tiptoed around that one, but didn't diss the Knicks. He's been on fire lately. If he makes the first team All-NBA in the next few years, will you guys do a nudie rundown Broadway in December? Sure. Sounds good. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, what did he also, was he also asked, what's it like to play with a real NBA team? Not going to comment at that. What's it, what's, what's it like to play with a bunch of not, not fags? Oh, yeah, yeah, they were all fags there. <laughs> my, my dad hates gay people, so do I. <laughs> Nick writes, so I hear today that Tim Hardaway Jr. is on a tear. Thanks for Przingis. If it wasn't for Tim Hardaway have listened, Jr. Have listened to that recently, recently, I just recently heard that, uh, that interview again. I've heard it before with Tim Hardaway, when he, um, his dad, when he talks about hating gay people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just listened to it again recently. Um, had, like, I heard it played somewhere. It is an amazing clip. Like, just like the, like, you're like, the interview was just like, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying this now. <laughs> because he's like, he's like, well, Tim, that, that, that view sounds like it's like anti gay. And he's like, yeah, it should, because I hate gay people. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going <laughs> to. Crazy. Uh, if it wasn't for Hardaway Jr., we wouldn't have Porzingis. I'm asking a lot for this team now. Do we need to keep a follow? If we pass on him, we can open up eight million in cap room, and if we pass on Calderon, we would get another four to five. Well, a flaw is it's uh, his choice to opt down. I think you think he'll opt out. I kind of do. I expect him to opt out. I don't think he wants to be a six man on a bad team. I also think he wants a, a long contract. Yeah, so I think he'll opt out, and I think uh, Calderon. No one's no one's taking him at this point. No one's going to take him. Yeah, well, we're stuck with Calderon. At least he'll uh, be an expiring. We could even do the stretch present. Uh, stretch provision if we want a uh uh you know a couple extra million in cap space you think they're going to bring back uh galloway or the next done with galloway i think they're going to bring him back just because we don't have anything yeah there's no one that much at this point we need actual bodies to fill up the roster i'm getting less and less impressed with galloway these days but i don't know if it's just a matter of he's just not very suited to this offense or i don't know it seems like you forgot to shoot again yeah, I just don't think like they have a bunch of guards who get whose game is not being. They really what they want is a bunch of like they just want guys that can shoot three, you can dribble the ball up and pass the ball off and not be involved in the offense outside of the stream. They they want a bunch of Steve Kerr's that can dribble. Yeah. Also, what do you guys think of Chandler Parsons? He's a free agent to be. 
I would really like Parsons, but I'm starting to get worried that he's injury prone. That's the second straight season he's gotten. Yeah, there. he hasn't. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I. I'm not a huge fan of going for a guy who's been injured this much. Yeah. NBA locked down an interesting debate drafting one and done players versus draft three to four year college players, Ben Simmons versus Benny Hill. They say that this year we may have more three and four year players that may not be drafted this year. What do you guys think? You're saying the guys that have more experience are going to be less draft, not drafted? Right. Because of the one and dones? Right. Well, more one and dones are going to get drafted instead. They did a study on this? Apparently. They just didn't go, I mean, do you need a study on that? Um, that's great. Uh, we'll find that way. The Knicks don't have a draft pick. We'll find some of the three and four year starters in the free agency. That's true. I mean, that's a, that's a positive for the Knicks. Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone goes, everyone loves the uh, what sounds like a shiny toy. And the guys that have one good year sound like a shiny toy to the. To the yeah, NBA exactly. I, I think it's, it's risky. I, it's definitely riskier. Um, I understand the reasoning behind it, but also like it's, it's just like the, it's, they're like, well, then the guy has to play one year in the NBA in, the, in college so we can find out more about them. And they, well, no, we have to want them to play two years and three. They keep trying to like, if they had no system whatsoever, the NBAs would hand out like they draft guys out of junior high, right? Um, but uh, you think it's a bad thing? No, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just think uh, teams are kind of. A lot more teams are whiffing on draft picks because of that. I would say it's a good thing because I dislike. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just not the actual college basketball I like watching. But, the uh, fact that they're exploiting the players. Yeah, the exploitation. So give out money as soon as they can get money and screw them. And I, there's no value in a college education versus like a the money you're going to get out of the NBA. You can always go back at your college education. Right. Uh, so I, I think it's a good thing. And it also just leaves more chances for guys, to, teams to exploit this and like sign a guy who uh, may not be uh, – find some like – I think it leaves a lot more opportunities to find gems basically, especially outside the draft. Right. And we, we're never going to draft again. So, <laughs> Nick writes, who should we bring back next year of our free agents? Aflalo? I would say no on Aflalo, but it's his choice. Yeah. Lou? Uh No. no. We didn't play him this year, or he's terrible. I don't know why he's still on the roster. Right. Uh, Greek guy? Uh, I think we're done with him. Yeah. Jose? He's on the team no matter what. Yeah, he's not a free agent. Uh, Clay Anthony? Yes, let's try him. Yeah, I would I would actually say yes to Clay Anthony Galloway. They were saying something about Clay Anthony about for next year, and they were, like, they were saying, well, it's going to depend on how he does in the summer league. We can see how he is in the summer league and see how he is in training camp. I'm like, why don't we see how he is in the NBA season right now? Right. Uh, who's the next one, you said? Galloway. I mean, I, I think you're right. There's not much. They, they, they have to pay him more now, but uh, as long as you don't have to overpay for him. It would have to be a really cheap deal. Seraphin. 
I don't know. It's the problem with Seraphin is you already have um, oh, Quinn's already locked up for next year. So and the year the after benef- and the year after. Yeah, so what's the benefit of being Seraph- bringing Seraphin? I think generally you have Lopez as your starting center. Porzingis should get some minutes at center. And then you have O'Quinn. Plus we have that guy, uh, that the other guy. What's this guy, the guy's name overseas? Uh, Hernan Goza. Hernan Goza, who's supposed to be at the... Um, Supposed to be a bum, a backup quality, if not starting quality. Right. Yeah, I don't so, think we really need him. Sasha, obviously not. And Derek Williams. It's Derek's choice, too, right? I think so. Um, I don't know if I'd overpay for, for Derek Williams. I, I think he's a good player, but I don't know if we're going to. I don't think he's a triangle player, basically, which I. It, it... Nick writes, yeah. what do you think you... about Parsons? We already covered that. And Kent Bazemore. Baseball could be good. Yeah, I'd, I'd take a shot at him. Also, we may be able to steal Jordan Clarkson if the Lakers steal a couple of free agents this summer. I He's been pretty good on my fantasy team. Do you do you want the Knicks to go uh, to uh, go all in and spend all the money on big, big name free agents? Uh, not unless it's the right free agent. I'd rather get a bunch of young, good guys and actually develop, you know, like a, a team that actually ends up being good. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. The one thing I didn't mind about this plan was we weren't locked in on too many players going forward with this, with the, the next strategy for free last off season. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they, and for the guys they signed for longer term deals, Lopez seemed like a good signing, obviously. Um, O'Quinn seems like a miss. Um, that's the only real miss from last summer as far as guys they signed. Right. Uh, and then, uh, John uh, just sent a quote from Todd Gibson that said, hell yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed. We're losing to trash teams. So basically just called the Knicks trash teams. Okay, well, that's uh, accurate. So yeah, if the Knicks are insulted by that, they should stop being trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> best, yeah, I mean, best way to- you know, I, I ragged on LeBron, but I don't think you should get um, a technical for staring at somebody. Yeah, I think that's so silly. I think the whole technical system is stupid. Okay, let's, uh, as you see, I'm trying to keep the show moving. Let's do Facebook questions. Yeah, Facebook. Daryl writes, last year was brutal, but in many ways, this year has been even harder to watch because it feels like there's no point of purpose, no point um, of purpose to it. Do you think we are going to clean house again or hang tough? Is it just more false hope? Or are we, as Nick fans, internally addicted to moving deck chairs on a sinking ship? Can we commit to a plan? Can we, as fans, do it? Erg. I, I think we're going to clean house again. I mean, there's a lot of guys that really need to go. At least half the roster's new. If not yeah, I'm not year. complaining about cleaning house this year because, yeah, you're right. Half the roster does need to go. It would be yeah. nice if we signed like eight new guys and like six of them were actually keepers instead of signing eight and they're all stink. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, you win with consistency in the NBA. You win having the same roster, over, like the same players over and over again, learning to play with each other and gelling and getting better. Not, nothing except way, I guess. Yeah. It's just hard to argue to bring this roster back as is. It's a pretty bad. It's, the guard position is pretty awful. Yeah. Our front court is pretty good. Yeah, that's decent. Um, it, yeah. it, I have no real hitch. Do you have any real issues with our front court? Mm, 
Not really. I mean, if we had a good backcourt, this would be a playoff team. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about our guards. Um, Derek writes, why does uh, Sasha start? Nobody knows. This is like the biggest mystery of the season. It's yeah. absolute insanity. Well, the argument is that the, the, the starting five as constituted was too slow, which was true. Um, Sasha adds more speed to the offense, which Does I guess he? is true. He's that fast? He's fast. Have you seen how slow a Flalo is? <laughs> I mean, the offense, the starting five they had was insane. Yeah, it's just a very slow NBA team. NBA has gotten younger and faster, and the Knicks put in like the most slow-moving offense. Yeah, um, especially on defense, they're just getting destroyed. Um, that's why we start out every game down by a bunch of points. And the, the starting five made no sense. Um, adding, changing the starting lineup made sense. Adding Sasha instead of Grant. I mean, the, the choices aren't very good. And it comes down to what Rambis said: my choices were Sasha or Rook, and Rooks are terrible. Well, we already start. We have we already have a rook starting, but like I guess like Grant, he hates for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Um, why? Do you think any other does any other team in the NBA have this thing where they where every year their guys starting for a team where they're like, why is this guy in the NBA? <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than Philly, I don't think so. I mean, because the question is not even why. It's not even like a Jer question whether the guy should start or not. The question is, we have a starting player that shouldn't be in the NBA. Well, the Knicks have had that like. Yeah, the last, like, six seasons. Sixteen uh, seasons. <laughs> uh, Shea gets right. Are we masochists? Yeah. If you are listening to the show, you are a masochistic Knicks fan like us. Uh, Shea gets right. Is anybody still watching the Knicks games? I watch, um, like, half of the games now. Well, like, like half of each game. Yeah. Just sitting through an entire game is like too much. I, I usually watch from like halftime on. It's also because I'm in school until like third quarter anyway. So but, uh, I, 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 I got a message request from Steven. Yeah, I know. Um, cause he sent me a message. Totally spaced out. So I figured he got a message. And so I was like, okay, I'll see what Steven has to say. And he goes, looks like your face got stung by 100 bees. Thank you, Steven. I appreciate it. I hate this stupid web, webcast thing we have. Hey, let's get a program where uh, Steven could just make fun of our appearances every episode. Wonderful, Steven. Steven, why don't you post a picture of your appearance? Because we can make, rip on you. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what happened to me, Steven. Maybe I had a bad weekend and 100 bees um, stung me and my family. Would you cry then, okay? My grandma was raped by a gang of bees. Yeah, yeah. You know my entire neighborhood got raped. Everyone I know has been killed by bees, okay? It's uh, hereditary. Everyone yes. in my family has died by bees. Okay. It's genetic. Um, I I've been watching. I had not. I stopped, hadn't watched a couple games, and I watched the two Bulls games. And I was pretty happy, um, but my happiness is gone. Uh, Josh writes, "I don't get to see many games here in in Australia, but that first Bulls game, the ball movement was fantastic. Can they keep that kind of stuff up for the rest of the season and into the next?" Nope. Well, only if the other team chooses not to guard them, <laughs> as the Bulls did not. Play what very good defense. Andrew writes, is there a realistic chance that Melo is traded in the offseason? Does the CP3 Melo LeBron Wade team have any chance of happening this offseason? I mean, the only way that would have a chance of happening would be 
if they all said we're going to take huge pay cuts and go to L.A., the Lakers. Yeah. You mean the Clippers? No. Clippers can't do it. They got too many contracts lined up. Well, the, uh, the Paul's not a free agent, so they can't do it. He can't just leave. Well, they could all go to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. They could all go to the Lakers and wait for Paul the following year. Yeah. Well, they can, or they can all go to the Knicks and wait for uh, Paul the following year here. But they could also trade Blake Griffin for Mello. And then uh, Wade and LeBron take the discounts they said they'd take. They, they both sign for league minimum for the Clippers. Yeah, they, they'd probably have to sign for like 10 each. Yeah. So they, so well, they considering could LeBron makes like $100 million a year in endorsements, like I, he could probably afford that. Yeah. So, so they, put that's, your money where your mouth is and do it. Yeah. Do you think they'd beat the, uh, the, the Warriors? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Q writes, do you think Phil Jackson will uh, sign book report to the Knicks this summer? Sign what? So Phil Jackson has given books to the team to read the last couple of summers, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think he'll do it this summer? And um, you didn't ask this part, but I would add this. What book do you think they'd uh, have, have the Knicks read? Uh, well, he signs a, a different book to each player based on his... Oh, it's every play? Okay. Yeah. So um, I think he only does that when he's coach. I, I heard... Um, didn't Fisher try and do that, though? Yeah, I knew the Knicks did something with the book. I don't know why you have to. Yeah. yeah, it's a good idea. I don't think um, I don't think Rambus or Luke Walton, if he should become the Knicks coach, would do that though. I don't really understand even what the point of it was. I think it's more like a like almost like a bonding thing. Like you give the person a book, then they read it, and you can talk about it. You know, or or maybe you think they'll learn you something. It would be great for it. the off season. We start a book club. Why not? What are they going to learn? Okay. Um, okay. Here, Robin Lopez. Here's Catcher in the Rye. Um, Grant, you get um, War and Peace. I, I know the book. Here's. I'm sure there's some purpose to this. Okay. I think you'd be better at your job. What if your boss did that? They say he signed, like, he's like, Jay, you know, you're going on vacation. Here's a book to read over your vacation. I would probably read it just because it would be really awkward if you're just like, no, I'm not going to read that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rich, uh, not, Rich wrote that the Knicks' two wins against Chicago was their first back-to-back win since 2010. How is that even possible? Back-to-back against the Bulls, you mean? No, I think just back-to-back. What do you mean the Knicks' first back-to-back wins? Like, you know, consecutive days. The first time the Knicks won two days in a row... Yeah, I mean, I guess that only happens like once a season. Okay. Um, Gillum writes, uh, if I remember well, you both predicted the Knicks should win 35 games when ESPN and others Actually, were saying... Actually, no, back-to-backs happen all the time. Yeah. I I, that's, what... That sounds wrong. The 54-win season, the they never won a back-to-back? Maybe maybe it means back-to-back against the same team. Mm, maybe. Um. Gillum writes, if I remember well, you both predicted the Knicks would win, win 35 games. I think we both predicted around that. Yeah. Um, when ESPN and others were saying between 25 and 30, do you think um, we'll get into the, um, get to your prediction? Was this the way you were really thinking we would end up, we'd get to that number? Yeah, we're going to get close to where we predicted, but this is like super depressing. So I don't. <laughs> I guess this is how we should have predicted. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, well, we're 30 and 44. So we have eight games left. We're definitely not going to win five out of the last eight. No. Um, best, so at best, three of the last eight. How many wins do we have? 
30. So we'll get to like 33. Yeah. I would say it's a bad year. So we're like in between where the experts picked and where we picked. So if you take the experts and take our picks, average them out, you can go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, Anton writes, uh, also did you hear Walt giving Sasha props, WTF, Walt. Um, and Anton also writes, seems like they want Zinger again and they start winning. You're yeah, basically I'm, saying they got to utilize him. I don't know. Seems like he's a, a guy that has he's a very versatile player that you might want to use a lot. Yeah. Well, the so what Rambis had been asking um, Porzingis to do was to on breaks or when they had the ball to run down the other court as fast as possible so he can set up, uh, so he can post up. Do you think that's like the the strength of Porzingis? Like was that the question? Was that was that a good idea? Telling Porzingis to focus on posting up? Uh, no, because I think he he's at the stage in his career where he I, I think he if you tell him to do something, he's just going to overthink it. I think he just needs to, you know, if he thinks he could post up his defender, do that. But if he thinks he he's better off taking a three, do that. Like I don't I don't want him like overthinking what he's supposed to be doing. You know what Plus, I mean? Just play naturally. He's his size. He's not, his size is not really there yet to really be a really big post-up player. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the offense has to run around. Like everyone in the team posts up. Like they're, the offense only knows how to post up. Like Melo posts up, Aflalo posts up, uh, Lopez posts up, uh, Porzingis posts. Like the entire team. That's all. Like their big thing is trying to post up. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like Mel, Porzingis also is a player that would work better if you have a more varied. Yeah, exactly. Don't like let him do let him do posting when he thinks it's nest it's a good idea and not make it like that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um Iman writes, Porzingis seems um back to back the best the beast he was before. It's back to being the beast he was before. Agreed. I think he's gonna play in spurts right now. Uh Evan writes, Are we uh turning a corner or are the bulls going at the tailspin? Tailspin. Yep. George writes. Why are all of a sudden we are playing the right way? Where was this all season? We only get snippets of it. Need consistency. That's, I mean, we're not going to play like this the rest of the season. It's just, I don't know. The Knicks are good at having a hot game every now and then and getting our hopes back up. I mean, the Bulls were um, one of the better teams we've beaten in a while, unfortunately. Then <laughs> they're a ninth seed. Yeah. Grant writes, uh, let me see if I can, be, um, can beat Greg on this one. Any interviews with Derek Rose? Probably and, next uh, week. We're running long. Yeah, we're running long. And I, don't think they, I don't think there's anything that Derek Rose worthy to even add. Uh, we'll do, we'll do, he'll, he'll be back on next week. We'll be back. We'll, we'll keep doing it, we, um, the show weekly until the, uh, the season ends. Yeah. Uh, uh, was that the last question? Yeah, that's the last question. Cool. What did we learn today? Uh, we learned that the Knicks are capable of still winning NBA games. Yes, that I did not know, and I'm kind of shocked. Um, we also learned that probably not against good NBA teams, though. No. Um, it is a good place for teams that have... It's a good place... To, if you're a good NBA team, it's a good place to get your self-esteem back. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, we learned that uh, Rambus every once in a while has good rotations and good minutes management, but it seems to only happen like once every two weeks. 
that Ramis is getting closer and closer to being our coach next season. Oh, God. And we learned that Porzingis is still capable of having really good games, and uh, he's going to be good. And we learned that... Uh, that's all we that's, learned. And Sasha is still starting, <laughs> um, and not much else makes sense in the universe right now. Okay, we're out. <laughs> at gmail.com. NYNixPodcast on Twitter and Instagram and uh, anything else you could think of. Facebook. Pornhub. Yep. Leave us a review on iTunes. Pornhub. And, um, Pornhub. com still has some t-shirts for sale. So help Nick, support the show. Nick's Pornhub. Podcasting isn't cheap. And... Um, we will so, see you all next week. Support us on Nick's Porn Hub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I've switched a lot of things in my life, but it's never worked out. I switched to being a vegetarian, but ate more bacon than ever. Every time I switch lines at the grocery store, I never pick the fast one. But one thing that totally worked out is I switched to Metro PCS and got a free Samsung Galaxy. Make the right switch too. Move to Metro PCS and get a free Samsung Galaxy J7 with a huge five and a half inch screen. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Exclusive numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details, terms, and conditions.